All right. You want me? You want me to start? The, it's, it makes me so mad because your German accent's so much better than mine. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll do this a closing German accent, oh. and you do this oh. opening. I I love it. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Hello, it's it is I, Baron Zemo. Today we are talking about episode two of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and one of the hosts might have the opinions that the show is becoming a how do you Americans say maybe a little bit boring. We'll talk about it on the show. It's the Infinity Watch podcast. <laughs> my gosh i can't tell I, what character is that slipping into at the end <laughs> i feel oh, no. like I'm, I'm getting just hints of like it's like german and then it like it's like a, a word of borat and then it, it just bounces it's a back mismatch. And forth, i love it it's a Don't mishmash this, of like every over-the-top european movie character i've ever uh i've ever encountered it's gold member that's what it is it might uh, yeah you, it probably what? is gold member when you said podcast, I just remembered the I love gold. <laughs> That's what I thought of immediately. Shit. Well, uh, I mean, he comes from like a you know that that area ish. What is he from? Belgium. They speak German, don't they? Close enough. Sure. I, <laughs> I guess I don't know that because I'm an American and they don't teach oh, us things like gosh. that. We're all idiots. Pretty much. Yeah, Pretty much. well, they just taught us the history they wanted us to know, so... True. Boom. <laughs> and we'll get into that at the end of the podcast, but until then, welcome to the Infinity Watch podcast. This is episode 10. Uh, I am Tommy, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Eric, and our guest this week, Amelia. Welcome back to the podcast. Hi, thanks. I'm so happy to be back again. I know. It's just, are you the first guest to be on three times? I don't know. No. No. I don't think maybe so. Maybe not. Chris, maybe. maybe Chris, Chris was. was oh well, never mind. I thought you got like a special jacket, like a bedazzled, <laughs> a bedazzled jacket or something. Are we not but... getting those anymore? Actually, it's in the mail. It's in oh, the mail. Okay, don't worry. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. You're good. Yeah, bedazzled in all the colors of the Infinity Stone. So. Oh um, yeah. Okay. That's what oh, you, you went did. with the full bedazzle. Okay, good. Yeah, good. I knew there was an option. Eric was getting a little picky with the colors, but uh, yeah. we got it all sorted out. So it's Me? Picky? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. Eric Never. is very easily pleased with anything that uh, he consumes. So. <laughs> all right. So welcome to the podcast. As Eric said in, in his Baron Von Zemo gold member voice, we're here to talk about wait, episode wait, wait. two. Let me correct you. It's not Baron Von Zemo. Did you know that? There's Baron Von Strucker, and then there's Baron Helmut Zemo. I do that shit all the time, too. I said Baron Everybody Von does Zemo? that. Everybody that? in the world does that. I just looked it up, like, the other week, and it blew my mind. Isn't that... So we're thinking, we're thinking of Baron Von Strucker. Yes. And, and Why is everyone a, a Baron? I, that's a great question. <laughs> Baron Von Trump. Mm. Okay, we're going <laughs> to oh move God. on. Um, Please don't. Wow, I'm glad you cor corrected me on that because I keep saying Baron Von Zemo. I, I do too. I feel like everybody does, but yeah. FYI, fun fact: early. That's why. That's what why you're listening to this show. 
keeping what, things interesting. What is it called when like everyone like has like a collective thought that is totally not true? Oh, you know what I'm talking like about? Like a wives' tale? No, it's um, it's um, it, it's the Bernstein Bears effect, but it's not. But there's a real name for it. Is that yeah. that's though. not the Streisand effect, is it? No, the Streisand effect is like when you want something to not be made attention of, and by by making a trying to like. If you want to get rid of something on the internet, you make it more popular than it already would have been if you just ignored it kind of thing. Right, right. Okay. So back on the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Baron Von Strucker is Mandela not in Mandela effect. Series. I'm sorry. Mandela effect. The Mandela effect. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. Um, we're here to talk about episode two of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, which is titled The Star Spangled Man. But before we get into that, we have lots of news over the last week to go yeah. into. Oh boy. Let's just let's just start this off. Uh Amelia and I are just gonna be quiet for a bit because Black Widow <laughs> has been moved from the first week of May until July 9th. It'll be released in theaters and on Disney Plus for an extra fee. They announced the news this past week with a new heavily photoshopped poster of Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> Eric, your thoughts. I mean I, I don't know. I feel like you're expecting me to go on a rant. I don't really have anything to rant about other than the fact that just everybody listening, we told you so, and that's why you should listen to us. This that's was right. this <laughs> was obviously going to play out like this. It did. Tom and I are geniuses. The world Clearly. moves on. That's just that's just how it goes. Um, no, this is the best possible outcome. I'm super stoked. I will absolutely be spending $30 to rent this on Disney plus day one. And, uh, I will very much be happy to do that. Um, there we go. Boom. Yeah. I mean, that's great. Good job, Kevin Feige. Good job. We caught, what did, what did, what did we, I feel like I went really hard on Kevin Feige, uh, to just, to just do it. Uh, maybe I called him a pussy or something but uh you, you spoke ill of our lord and savior yeah Kevin yeah Feige. yeah but uh but you, you think did you heard this podcast and was like oh shit yeah, <laughs> yeah i think i think this I, was it i, I really think it. that was it so uh you know you're welcome everybody you're gonna have to wait a <laughs> month but uh, uh so these things take time and uh ultimately it's the best outcome for everyone except you scarlett know, johansson what is with the aggressive photoshopping of the poster uh it's weird and unnecessary and kind of insulting um what they do to her oh my god hold on i'll pull it up up. i mean it's not like it's not like historically bad i've definitely seen worse it's just like uh, they just gotta stop with this it's it's gone way too far it was too far years ago it's just i mean it's just you know the problem is that i have with it is you could just take a picture of scarlett johansson and throw it up on a poster with with no changes and it, w- it would be great. Of course. There'd be no problem. So just why? Here, let's see. I got it pulled yeah. up here. It's just like, I don't know if you can see it on the screen here. It's just too much. It's just too animated. And, and it's a problem. It's a problem that persists across every entertainment property in every medium, pretty much. But it's just... Uh, She's that too far, man. Barely look like her. Her face is sh- is like photoshopped on someone else's body, or I don't know what exactly they did here. It just it gets into that little bit of the uncanny valley vibe, where it's just yeah. like this person doesn't look like this, 
And it's just a picture of her. Just let actors look how they look. Jesus right. Christ. Like, what, why don't why don't people just want to allow people to look like how they look? It doesn't yeah. make any sense. Well, and it's just, you know, I, I think they're like there's that. And I think it's just like general cheapness of it where it's just like, we have enough stills of Scarlet. Just make a poster out yeah, of all of them yeah. and Frankenstein no, it together. That's fair. They probably didn't even call her in in any way for that post. So you're, you're, I bet you're a hundred percent right. Yeah. It's, just, <laughs> I don't know. It's, I just, I just women, wish they women, tried harder. Yeah, women are fully like photoshopped more often than they need to be in the first place. So we don't yeah. need more of that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, uh, so that news came out this week. We got a new poster. I'm still going to try and go see this in theaters uh, with Amelia here. The the first day it opens, hopefully uh, we'll be able to get tickets and whatnot. But it'll be awesome to be able, you know, if I want to go watch it again, I'm just going to drop thirty bucks on Disney Plus. You know, you get you get to double dip with me, Disney. So I don't know. We should have done this a long time ago um, because it just it's obvious and it just makes sense. Yes, you get the double dip with me, Disney. I'll I'll double dip for you, <laughs> Kevin. I'll double dip. And so it's worth noting that Shang Chi was supposed to come out on July 9th. That's the uh, the release slate that Disney took. Um, and so now Shang Chi will come out September 3rd. Boo! So, That's kind of a bummer, but you know. Yeah, I, I you know I I just think at this point it just they couldn't wait any longer. You can't just keep waiting. And so I'm glad that this this seems as definitive as we can get at this point so yeah it's not so here's another hot tip from the infinity watch podcast it's not changing after this this is for sure 100 percent. this is the day you can put your money on it absolutely no no doubt in my mind it, it's this is finally the day we'll get to see this movie and hopefully james bond will happen at some point but uh <laughs> maybe i'm kind of convinced they never even made a movie at this point so uh let's move on before i get upset yeah <laughs> All right, so um, this is some some Falcon and the Winter Soldier news. Apparently fans, people on the internet come up with theories that just blow my <laughs> mind sometimes. They think now that Bucky Barnes is bisexual based on something that happened in the first episode. And so I saw this link, and I was like, what did I miss? You know, usually my gaydar is pretty top-notch. Oh if, if I do say so myself, and I was like, what could it be? And so the article says... During the first episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Bucky Barnes goes on a date, in parentheses, it says, with a woman. I'm like, thank you. Thank you, article, for mentioning that. And he mentions seeing a lot of tiger pictures on dating apps he's been using. That's led, a lot, that's led to a lot of speculation that the former Hydra assassin may be swiping right on men and women as photos of people posing with tigers have been predominantly used on men's profiles. Are we talking, like, Tiger King? Like, yeah, I all guess the dudes so. in that show, like, posing with tigers? I guess. I mean, I've definitely seen a dude pose with tigers more than once in my day on yeah. dating apps. So never a girl. So, yeah, I guess. I mean, I've seen a few girls pose with uh, pose with tigers on, on the dating apps. Probably like two maximum, to, to be so, fair. But I, apparently so the showrunner actually commented on it. Um, it says it feels like a stretch, but another one of those crazy family fan theories that got, a, got out of hand. Um, so NME asked showrunner Malcolm Spellman about it, and he laughed in response to being asked if the character's sexuality will be, quote, definitively answered. And he said, quote, I'm not diving down rabbit holes, but just keep watching. So does that just mean that that we're just going to get some Winter Soldier just going going to Poundtown, Or like, what does that even mean? I, I mean, 
I feel like I don't know if you guys have seen it. This one kind of viral, but like Mark Hamill had a response to it's like this kind of story uh, about like Mark Hamill, like some kid, um, you know, a younger, a younger gay kid came up to him and was like, hey, like is this was like early on in Star Wars lore. He's like, could Luke Skywalker be gay? And Mark Hamill, you know, suppose in 2020, he claims his response was, um, of course, like if, if you if you want him to be gay, then sure, like he could he could be gay whatever and i feel like uh i feel like uh, maybe i just feel that way because sebastian sam looks exactly like mark hamill but but i feel yeah, like i was like what's uh, the connection here I was yeah, like, yeah but, but uh, that's what i think of when i think of like winter soldier's sexuality does it affect the character in any way no but really. but i don't know it might be I guess I could see if you're like uh even if you're like the the straightest of 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 the straight people if you're alive for like 110 years you might start getting kind of bored <laughs> like you know what I mean you might you might want to switch up There we go. Up. You might want to switch so, up every once in a the while. The longer you live the gayer you might get is what I'm hearing. I mean I just think I, I think agree that's with that. yeah I think that's just kind of common sense, right? It's like, and especially if you still have your youth and your vitality, like I'm pretty sure that's how math works. Yeah, yeah, that's that's and a, and a metal arm that you can detach. Right. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> um, oh wow, interesting theories. Um, and I I just like to also say I'm shocked that both of you guys let me get away with saying Pound Town. Um, but we'll move on. I mean, um, I hope there's a graphic. Uh, Bucky Barnes sex scene. Okay, so there's gotta, I know that I'm thinking, but there's a hundred percent like Sam and Bucky fanfic gay porn. Guaranteed. Oh yeah, it's already there for, for sure. sure. There's probably deep fake videos. Yeah, that's true. Oh my <laughs> gosh, no... I'll look for that later. I'll maybe I'll we can read like a quote from one for the next Great. episode or something. I love oh my it. God. I actually love it. <laughs> I think we should start off the next few episodes with just some passionate dialogue from gay Bucky and Sam fan fiction. <laughs> His metal arm was detached. In, in, in the in the Baron voice. Oh my Hello, God. it's Baron Von Zemo here, your favorite oh. fanfic author of Bucky and some Sam Gay Porn. Spicy stories. Oh man. These are these are things that the internet couldn't even dream of at this point. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right, so Daisy Ridley, obviously who played Ray in the uh, Star Wars Star Wars sequels, um, has been rumored lately that she possibly could be playing Spider-Woman. And so there was there was a couple interviews that uh, she had recently about one of her new films. And she said, quote, well, it's funny because someone asked me off the cuff about the Spider-Man rumors recently. And I went, oh, that sounds great. And apparently now I've declared myself as a front runner to be Spider-Woman, which isn't true. She said, it's funny because I don't really choose things. I didn't set out to do another big film. I just read the script, loved it, and loved the idea of it. She said, basically, should something come along and be great? Of course, I'd be open to it. I just finished WandaVision. What they did with it was so amazing and different and interesting. To be particularly in that world, which is ever-shifting and reimagining itself, would be very exciting. So it just sounds like an actress saying, yeah, I would love to get paid a lot of money to be in a really <laughs> cool gig again. Right. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I, um, 
I wouldn't it, be against it. No, right. It, like as far as fan casts go, that's a really good one. I think yeah. I would, I would, I would love to see Daisy Ridley as Jessica Drew. But um, but uh, that's I guess she has succeeded where Chris Evans has not. Whereas, like that is actually a good answer that uh, is not like a oh she's obviously doing it. Like right. that's tough to judge. So. Yeah. I wouldn't mind it though. No, I, I I would love that. I think that would be great. All right. She, I, I, I would hate if she just like after. I feel like Star Wars could very easily potentially kill a career, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm I would not want to see that happen to Daisy Ridley because she's super good. Yeah, I mean, like you you go from being a nobody to being cast in what is like the like the greatest like movie yeah the sci-fi fantasy epic of all time it's it's the opportunity of a lifetime and then it just kind of ends up then you're then you're palpatine's daughter (laughs) yeah yikes (laughs) it's just like talk about like shooting up and then just you know it's like going up in like the highest hot air balloon to ever launch and then like it just collapses to the ground. I don't yeah, know why I went with it, hot air balloon there. It explodes. I have no idea. Because you're full of hot air. There we oh. go. <laughs> <laughs> right in the heart. All right, we'll move on. Um. All right, Eric. I'm I'm interested. Have you seen? There's this little movie coming out. It's called Suicide Squad. Yes. And they released the red band trailer for it this past week. Um. Did you watch it? I did watch it. I know Amelia watched it. I checked it out a couple times. First of all, it features Steely Dan. And mm-hmm. if you know anything about me, I love some Steely Dan. Obsessed. So I was pretty excited about Steely Dan. <laughs> Jazz pop fusion, baby. Okay. Um, you know, and so I was like, okay, that's great. But now they can't use Steely Dan in the next Guardians of the Galaxy movie. So I was a little upset. But um, yeah, what do you think? What do you think of this new trailer? So I watched it outside of any... I literally, like, I just saw it was live. I didn't read a single comment about it. I was like, oh, shit, Suicide Squad trailer. I'll I'll watch it. I watched it, and honestly, I was pretty underwhelmed. Um, I thought King Shark looked just bad, like, legitimately bad, like, on par with the Flash TV show bad. And uh, that was very concerning to me. And it, and it, it was kind of funny. It's like, damn, like you can really tell like Marvel really puts up the money for the CGI and DC clearly does not. Yeah. Uh, which no, is yeah, I was like, he's kind of the Groot for this movie, isn't he? Uh, but yeah. he doesn't look. Yeah, you could never imagine finished. that character being like real in like real life, whereas like a Groot or a Rocket Raccoon or a Thanos definitely like th- those are some of the most incredible achievements in like CGI design ever. And it's like King shark looks like a college student did it. Like it's not I feel like he should be scarier. Yeah. Like he was just like a big, like inflatable arm balloon man. Thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, you're trying to ride the line between like being like this big shark, but then being cute. Like you're like a cute yeah. big shark eating people. Why I, would he be cute though? So I, I think I, I just think that was the wrong way. Yeah. So I think the yeah. reason for that is because King Shark is in the Harley Quinn animated series and he's like a fan favorite. Like he's really good in that series, but he is kind of like the comic relief. He is kind of like cutesy 
and like uh, he's like a goofball in that series. And I and I wonder if they're trying to put that part of the character into like the movie version. But it's like you can't have it both ways. I feel like yeah, it's like he's he's so cute while he's munching on half that man. Yeah, you know. I don't think he looks cute. I don't think he looks either. I think he looks bland. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought he looked yeah, weird he too. Sure and and I I don't know. There was so much talk about this, and obviously like. What is it? What do they call it? Like the the beautiful, disturbing mind of James yeah, Gunner. Yeah, relax. That was so cringy. That made me yeah. so mad. Yeah, it's like okay, like you've made like two decently successful films. All right, like let's calm down, you know. Yeah. But I and I like James Gunn. I just that line. I was like, it's like a little on the nose there. And I don't know the jokes. Like there was maybe two or three that I was like, yeah, those are pretty good. But like. It didn't get me, get me. And so I was I was kind of surprised. I don't know. Maybe my expectations were too high. I thought the, you know, the dicks on the beach line was OK, um, you know, and, and oh, it's raining. It's like angels are splooging on us or something like that. That, that, was, that, that, that one that funny. one made me laugh. I forgot yeah. about that one. That one did make me laugh. <laughs> Margot Robbie kills it. Yes. Like, there's no yeah. doubt about that. Um, yeah. It's, they but, just got to give her like a really good movie still, I feel like. Like, I always keep forgetting that she was in that one movie, right? What is it? What was the second movie she was in? Uh, Birds, Birds of, Prey of Prey or whatever. Yeah. And I keep forgetting that even existed. But supposedly just... that was supposedly that one's okay. I, I haven't seen it, but um, but I I feel like she needs like a like a tentpole like DC movie. Like yeah, absolutely. Which maybe but... this was supposed to be. I don't know. The most interesting yeah, part of it to me, from a nerd perspective, is that Starro was in it. Uh, you know, which is like a gigantic starfish looking alien guy. And he's like the first <laughs> villain that the Justice League face in the comics. And so that was cool to me. I was like, oh, look, it's Starro. I know who that is. But I feel like to any anyone that's like not a, a major nerd, they probably didn't even really realize <laughs> what that was in that trailer. Yeah, I, I certainly didn't. Um, yeah. But it seems like reception has been generally super positive, though. I think me and you are particularly negative on this, it sounds like. I'm kind of surprised we both agree, but yeah, I don't know. It just was, I expected more is really what it comes down to. So, well, uh, do you have any more like DC stuff? Um, no, I don't think so. I think that was it. All right. So let me, let me preface you with this. I have two giant bombshells. I'm going to drop on this episode. Oh shit. I can either drop them both at the end in recommendations, or I can drop one now. Let's drop one now. Let's do one right now. I'm 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 teased. I watched all four hours of Justice League, and I kind of you're fucking kidding it. me. You watched it all? Yeah, I watched it all. I didn't watch it all at once though. I watched. I'm, the, I'm, I'm so proud of you. I watched the first two parts one night, and then I watched like a part a night for the next couple nights. And uh, I mean, it was probably at least twice as good as the original cut. It's it wasn't like great. Like it didn't blow my mind. But I enjoyed it. It was like uh, it was like the best possible version of a live action Justice League like cartoon series, if that makes sense. I mean, yeah, the original wasn't very good. That's for sure. No, no, it was terrible. And uh, but this yeah, this, this one was fun. Like, I'm not even going to qualify like this one was fun. They did. They unquestionably improved that movie. And that is very impressive to me. Wow. I can't believe you watched it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I watched it. I I, I can't believe it either. I, I I just was so like the curiosity got me. It's like, what could they have changed? And the answer is everything. They are two completely different movies. 
It's fucking wild, man. And the scenery porn stopped after that, like, first uh, first scene. The one that really annoyed me. Um, uh-huh. Of Bartman. Bartman? <laughs> Batman? What? Batman? Uh, I'm watching The Simpsons too much or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Batman going to Iceland or whatever. That that got way less egregious. Um, it was it was very enjoyable. I think if you like superheroes, you should give it a try. Don't feel like you have to watch it all in one night. Uh, but yeah, Bombshell One, boom! Wow, bet you never would have thought. I can't believe there's another <laughs> bombshell coming. Down. There's another bombshell. <laughs> I don't think I can bigger. handle it. I know it's it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. That's what we say about people we don't like. <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah, fair. They're a lot. All right, we got to get through this fucking news. Um, <laughs> okay, I didn't even realize this was still happening, but there is a, a Marvel animated series about Modok, the villain <laughs> oh, Modok, yeah. coming to Hulu on May 21st. Voiced by Patton Oswalt, I believe, right? Yeah, so they announced <laughs> the rest of the cast. Patton Oswalt is Modok. Nathan Fillion is Wonder Man. Whoopi Goldberg is Pound Cakes. I don't know who that is. Bill Hader is Angar the Screamer and the leader. And then John Hamm is playing Iron Man. And so the first oh. season is going to be 10 episodes, and they will all air on Hulu on May 21st. Wow. I mean, so I'll give it a try, but I have negative interest in this. Like Nothing about this sounds appealing to me. But I'll, I mean, if it's like... I feel like they're trying to kind of rip off the Harley Quinn show. Uh, Probably. But if they do it successfully, then sure. Good, good job. It'll be good. And I'll watch it. But like, I don't know where this came from or why they're doing it. <laughs> Amelia, have you ever heard of MODOK before? I have not. So I want to show you a picture of MODOK and I want to see what you think. What is it? It's an acronym. What does this stand for? Is it, uh, Machine... what is it like uh, mechanism only designed to kill or something yeah let me see yeah. modok i always forget what it is and then um, and then at some mental point or mechanized organism designed only for killing yes oh wow he is he is really <laughs> ugly he's like uh, a gigantic <laughs> head <laughs> was that was that a good reaction or no <laughs> see look at this guy right here you see him it looks like a cat yeah he's like a gigantic head in like a floating suit and like his little arms just kind of dangle out he's really weird when there's a storyline where he briefly turns into a good guy and he changes the K to a C and changes the word killing to caring. And that makes me laugh a lot. What? Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. I don't like it. I think the only reason I don't think he's completely bizarre is I used to watch. There was Iron Man, the animated series and Fantastic Four, the animated series in like 1996 or something. And he showed up on one of those, and so I was just like, oh, yeah, it's that guy. You know, like, this is completely normal, gigantic floating head with tiny little arms and legs. Oh, my God. You know, but uh, I don't know. Hopefully it's good. Maybe we'll end up watching it and talking about it, so we'll see. Do you know who came first between Modoc and Krang, the teenage to, to Jesus Christ? Teenage, mutant, ninja, turtles, villain was what I was trying to say. <laughs> who so... came first, the chicken or the egg? Krang uh, first appeared in 87, and uh, Modoc appeared in 67. Oh, okay. So Krang's the ripoff then. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I figured right. that that was the case. I think Modoc, yeah, Modoc's been a lot, around for a long time. Wow. That thing is so ugly looking. Yeah, he's pretty ugly. I can't. I, I can't. Who? I can't handle, like, really super ugly characters. It's just, like, it's it's just difficult to look at. Who is uglier between Modoc and Krang? 
So Krang, let's look up some pictures of Krang. He's kind of oh yeah, I remember this. Wait, guy. wait, 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 wait. Let me revise the question. Fuck Mary Kill, Modok, Krang, King Shark. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, let's pull a picture of King Shark too. All so right. I'm definitely killing Modok. That thing is ugly as fuck. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. Okay. All right. Mia's killing Modok. Okay. So now you have to fuck either King Shark or Krang. <laughs> That thing. It's got two mouths. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. the best logic. I right. can't even hate it. So you're you're fucking Krang and then you're gonna marry King Shark. Sure, he looks like he could he could do some stuff around the house, you know, he's a big guy. How is he doing anything? He has fins. <laughs> He does. He looks like he has hands. Oh, I guess in he that does picture. kind of have hands, yeah. Okay, thank you. He has hands, fine. Oh my god. He can scare away people. He can live in the moat around my castle or something like that. There we, go. Oh, we have a castle in this fantasy. Mm-hmm. Wow. So basically what we're hearing is kill Modok because he's ugly, Krang you're fucking because multiple mouths, and you're marrying King Shark for his utility. Right. Wow. I love it. I don't think it's getting any better from, than that. So. so you agree with that answer, Tom? You know, let's see. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to let you avoid this question. I'm very curious. I know my answer. I, I'll give my answer while you're thinking about it. I would, I feel like I'd fuck King Shark. Just because I feel <laughs> like, I mean, what? I feel like King Shark would rock your world a little bit, right? Oh my God. I'd With probably, what? Is he, he going to bite your dick off? He looks dumb as fuck. He yeah, would know but... where it goes. <laughs> 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 What the fuck is this conversation right I now? I mean, yeah, no, I, I for sure fuck King Shark. I probably... <laughs> I love how Eric's still like, he's like, I'm still fucking King Shark. He's still <laughs> yeah, on it. I'd, oh, I'd oh, kill man. Krang, and I'd uh, I'd probably marry MODOK. And then I would just make MODOK, because MODOK's like... I was going to marry MODOK, too. Yeah, there we go. He's a genius. You'd be like, hey, can you, like, make us billionaires? Can you, like, game the stock market or something? And he could, for sure could do it. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think. Let's see. Okay. I... Krang freaks me out because I don't like the little brain thing that's like where his stomach should be, you know? <laughs> yeah. And that freaks me out a whole bunch. Um, I feel like, hmm. Shit. Yeah, I'm going to marry Modoc all the way. I'm going to marry Modoc. That's just, gross. Just because I, I hope I can inherit his money, then kill him. Outside of the fuck Mary Kill game, and uh, uh, you know I'm gonna follow Amelia. I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck Krang just for the, you know, let's double up on <laughs> on the mouth acting, <laughs> and uh, I'm just gonna kill King action. Shark because I feel like he's gonna kill me otherwise. So, okay, I think we got all three right. Yeah, I, uh, fair. I think the world needed to know. I appreciate you guys indulging me. I think that's gonna be the name of this episode now. It's gonna be "Fuck Mary Kill King Shark Craig and Modok." So, I think we might actually be the first people alive who have ever done a "Fuck Mary Kill" with those specific three characters. Probably. And you know what? It's it's very interesting conversation. I think. Yeah, so. absolutely. I love I, it. People I are stand... like, I'm gonna tune into this episode of Falcon <laughs> and the Fuck Mary Kill Krang and King Shark and Modok. Oh my god, I thought this was a PG podcast. I stand behind my reasoning. Uh, you know, no, it's fair. I, Absolutely, I can't argue with it at all. Yeah. I can't. I really. I know can't. you copied one of my answers. Actually, two of them. Well, no, no, sorry, one. Wow. You know, we don't like cheating in this class. You know, I, I'll admit it. You, you inspired me. 
you inspired me and I just had to follow in your footsteps. That's so. what I say when I cheat off people too. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. That's why you said I inspired you the other day. Oh All God. right, let's move on with this news. We're like an hour in and we haven't even gotten through the rest of We are not even close to an hour in. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, all right, Eric, you'll be happy. Um, there's some tweets that went out because there's a bunch of gifts given to the cra- or to the crew of the new Spider-Man No Way Home film, and it included several references to Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man suit, as well as what? the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man films. Well, I have not heard anything about this. What was this? Something that went out to the... They're just like, they give out gifts, you know, that like, or, you know, it's like you know, shirts and hats and cards to the crew of the the film. Right. And so there's a picture of Spider-Man on like a shirt or something. And it's basically the Spider-Man suit that you love from the amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. And then there is another, uh, like a card or something that had the font. Sorry. What was it? Like the shirt is exactly that design. Like how much of a reference? Oh, okay. It's it's like literally that. I love that. Okay. Yeah, and then there's, like, another card that has the font from the original Sam Raimi Spider-Man films. And so, like, at this point, I mean, we already knew this was happening, but, like, this is happening, right? Dude, I'm not as confident as you just sounded. <laughs> I, ho- I, I hope it does. I think it probably... It seems like it is, but... Eric, I want you to dare to dream with me. <laughs> normally i would but there's just something about i this just reeks to me of people getting carried away and uh and uh the crew thinking it's funny and fucking with people um it's very possible it could be like you know they could be big braining us a little bit but um i'm gonna go out on a limb as as half of the hosts of this podcast that Andrew Garfield shows up. Tobey Maguire shows up. Spider-Man No Way Home. Boom. 100%. No doubt in my mind. Wow. It's happening. Man, I man, I hope so. That would be uh that would be really cool. Did you see uh, perhaps it's the next bit of news. Did you see the other rumor about Doctor Strange? I did not. What what is this rumor you have for me? So, the rumor <laughs> is <laughs> He loves gossip. That's uh Toby Maguire will be playing a role as Peter Parker in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness as a uh, Jake Johnson Spider-Man type of character in um, Into the Spider-Verse in, in that kind wow. of a role. That's the rumor. Uh, it could be completely baseless and crazy. It's all coming together, man. It's all coming together. <laughs> it seems like Mephisto shit to me. Speaking of Mephisto... <laughs> Okay, my last bit of news. Little little rumor. Okay. Okay. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It it appears that the series will include a big surprise cameo in an upcoming episode. Boom, Mephisto's happening. <laughs> Doctor Strange is showing up. Get ready. Wanda's gonna pop up in an episode, I'm sure. It's happening. There oh we go. God. No, but uh I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> no, but what it it is uh it's for sure Chris Evans. Just just uh yeah, it's got. It's, no, it's got to be right. No question in my mind. It's uh, it's 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 Chris Evans as Steve Rogers, guaranteed. Okay, yeah. So I want to ask Amelia too. Like, are we all in agreement that Chris Evans shows up in this series at some point, in some capacity, other than his voice as Captain America? Yes. 
Yeah, I could see him doing that. He's denied that he will be reprising his role as Captain America after rumors came up that he was. I think he's just briefly showing up. I don't know if it's even like it's like a, you know, like a just an extra scene he had to shoot just to fill in some gaps somewhere. Blah, 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 blah. I just think there's no way that he doesn't show up in, in the series. It's all about him without him being there. <laughs> Absolutely agree. <laughs> there's a yeah, there's there's no. Yeah, no doubt in my mind. He's in the series for sure. At least like some flashbacks or something. Yeah. Because all yeah. we've gotten is his voice at this point. Yeah. And it was lines like he didn't, they, they weren't re-recorded lines. Well, at least that we know of. They sounded the same. Yeah. Um, I would be shocked if they did anything other than just take the existing audio that was there. Yeah. So. But uh, no, I think I think he's for he's for sure in it. And and here's a, here's a I'm just gonna throw this out here. Here's a wild thought I just had. Wild thought. Let's hear it. I think I predict that Chris Evans makes an appearance in this series, and Chris Evans stars in the Secret Invasion series. What? That's a that's a wild Dude. baseless theory I have, but I just I don't know why it just feels right in my soul. You're telling me you can't you can't dream of Tobey Maguire showing up in <laughs> Spider-Man three, but you can you can dream of that shit. The reason he has crazy dreams. <laughs> oh yeah, wait, okay, wait, crazy okay. Dreams. You know what? Yeah, seriously. Oh my gosh, my dreams have been so fucked lately. But aside from that, I can actually. I'm I'm feeling it now. Are you saying that he's gonna show up as like? as like a scroll version of himself almost or some way like he's going to show up and be like wow captain america's back but it's just a scroll i don't know cuz that would be pretty fucking dope actually <laughs> i don't know cuz then like there's a storyline oh my god he's back actual cap is back yeah. but then it's just right in the gut yeah uh, i just Eric, think i, I want to believe in that I, there's no way he's only back for a cameo in my mind no fucking way especially after the success and the love for wandavision he's back back there's no doubt in my mind he's doing something well speaking of wandavision the disappointment that it's over who's ready to talk about this this episode i'm wearing the wandavision sweatshirt today because to mourn <laughs> <laughs> every friday we just want more wandavision all the time <laughs> Do you got any more news, Eric? Yes. So, uh, real quick news. Russell Crowe was cast in Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, in, How did I miss that? I'm not. It just happened, like, a few hours ago. Wow. Um, I'm not sure what role, but good for him. I'm sure that'll be fine. Um, and then, uh, also, they released the entire cast for the Obi-Wan show, and it's, uh, like, it's fine. There's no, there's nobody really. It's, uh, it's you and McGregor and Hayden Christensen. And then, uh, what's his face for Owen Lars. And then, uh, Kumail Nanjiani's in, in what, the cast. What's as his well. face for Owen Lars? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't remember that guy's name. And then, uh, Kumail, who is like, people know Kumail. He's really good. But other than that, I didn't know a single other person in the cast. Um, but they all looked fine. I'm sure it'll be good. But that was yeah, that was I'm all the news I had. conflicted about Darth Vader being in it. I think it will only be flashbacks because if it, why would they cast Hayden, uh, if it was just in the Vader suit? You know what I mean. Um, mm. so I th I think it'll be mostly mostly flashbacks. I hope so because I kind of want a little break between those two. In between, I don't know. 
I, I, yeah, I don't like think the there's whole... any way they come in contact. I don't think they could possibly come in contact during during this time period in the series. I mean, maybe, I but we'll see. You might be very, very upset, but we'll talk about. I mean, it, it wouldn't it upset me. I think, I think <laughs> if they do it well, I'm I'm fine. Have them fucking duke it out. But uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. That show will be interesting. <laughs> No, I, I'm just thinking of old Obi-Wan Kenobi lines in my head because that's literally my favorite Star Wars character of all time. It's the short period of which we get Alex Guinness. <laughs> yeah. Alec Guinness. Um, is it Alec? It's Alec, right? Alec, yeah. I yeah. think. It of course is, I know him. Is. He's me. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I, I love it. He's just so wacky, dude. <laughs> I love it. Before he turned to evil. Um, <laughs> amazing. All right, let's move on. We are actually here to talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier as much as really? it seems like we were trying to avoid it almost in a way. Huh. It's weird. Um, but we are here to talk about episode two, The Star-Spangled Man. And uh, well, I think we'll just continue to, to kind of go through it. I kind of have all the scenes kind of sectioned off in chronological order. I think that's been jiving pretty well over the last few episodes, so let's continue to do that. Um <laughs> This whole episode, okay, uh, in general, it's it's really, you know, it's titled The Star-Spangled Man. It's about John Walker as he becomes Captain America in a, in a lot of parts. And so we open up with John Walker, and he is at his old high school, and he's about to be on Good Morning America. And it's kind of like a press tour to introduce him to the world as Captain America. And man, did they just start him off on the worst tone for me because he's like, in his high school football locker room, like fantasizing about being a high school football player Ooh, again. Yeah, it made me cringe so bad. Yeah, he's like feeling the locker. Ooh, yeah, it was gross. And I just remember being like, man, anyone that's that in love with high school has got to have some major problems. People like that peaked in high school. So like the fact that he was like that and now he's Captain America is like. Mm. Okay, can I just. Okay. I need to ask both of you guys this question. I stare at Wyatt Russell's jaw throughout any time he's on the screen because I feel like he has the craziest underbite I've ever seen. Like, get jaw surgery or something. It's freaking me out, and I can't stop looking at it. Am I the only one? Am I going crazy? I don't think you're allowed to tell people to just get jaw surgeries. <laughs> Actually, my dad had jaw surgery, and they literally wire your mouth shut for like a month. So it probably wouldn't really jive with his whole <laughs> If you're an actor, schedule. I don't think you can really do that. Kanye West uh, recorded an entire album with his jaw wired shut. So maybe that actor, what's his name? Wyatt. Maybe he just needs Wyatt to stop Russell. It's Kurt Russell's son, right? Isn't what? it Kurt Russell's son? Stop. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. That can't possibly be real. Wyatt Russell. That guy is like, ugh. I don't want to be too, okay. like, he's he's probably fine. But, like, uh, I'm not Parents in love Kurt with... Russell and Goldie Hawn. Holy yep. shit. I mean, good for him. But, like. I was not blown away by his performance in this episode. Uh, well, I mean, a nepotism, so, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I can't stop staring at his... I love how it's like, you can play Fuck, Mary Kill with Modoc <laughs> and King Shark and Krang, but you can't tell someone to get jaw surgery crossing some weird lines. I mean, yeah. Um, well, because one of those people is real. <laughs> the uh, other three are not. I gotta, I gotta leave my fantasy world in which Modoc exists and I can marry it. Yeah, touche, um, touche. Oh my god, that's a world you don't want to leave. 
Yeah, clearly. Um, okay, so yeah, we see like this big, huge intro, and he's preparing to be Captain America, and he's on Good Morning America, and he's like the first person to have ever won the three three medals of honor and stuff like that. Four, I think. Um, and he, what's that? I think it was four. Was it four? <laughs> Nuts. Um, and then he says he says a line at one point. He says, "Even though I never met him, he feels like a brother." When he's referring to Steve Rogers, um, another cringe. Yeah, just a bit. Eric, what what did you think? This this is setting up John Walker for the first time. What what was your overall opinion? So, <laughs> I guess my biggest takeaway from this scene was again uh, Sebastian Sands' acting skills because he looked fucking devastated watching this speech on the television, and that really impressed me. Like I have never seen that character look like that, so that was really impressive. Um, but uh, at this point, well, to be honest, my feelings kind of didn't really change much throughout the whole episode. He seems like he seems like he legitimately is trying his best, but he's just kind of a dick, and, and he just doesn't realize it. But he is trying his best. It seems like, like if you were a Captain America quality person you wouldn't accept the role of Captain America that the government would be offering you because you'd be like, I don't deserve this. Right. It should be the person that was handed the shield. Well, even that, I don't really hold that against him. Cause I mean, he's like a lifetime of military service for medal of honors. Like it seems like he, I don't even think his priorities are necessarily in the wrong place. He just kind of seems like a dick. Like, yeah. To he me. probably just doesn't have any social skills. Yeah, like to be honest, big football player, been in the military his whole life. I don't yeah, know. like at that point, how do you even? You don't even know how to talk to people. Yeah, true. Yeah, does it also? You know, I like how they kind of give him the, the quote unquote black sidekick. Is that kind of a knock at themselves, Marvel? You know, just kind of, you know, this was kind of, uh, you know, Sam with Steve. Um, there's a lot of, you know, like black characters as partners, sidekicks within the MCU. And so I was interested that they decided to do that again. And I'm wondering if that's kind of a meta commentary that we'll see more of. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I think it I think it likely is a, a commentary that we'll see more of. I know that that character is a character from the comics, but I don't know if that character has any relation to U.S. agent at all. Um, yeah, but not sure. Uh, I'm not sure. But I think, I mean, if it was kind of Disney uh, commenting on itself, I don't think it was well executed because it seemed like uh, it didn't seem like they were. It seemed too sincere. It's like, yeah, this is the way this seems right. What a white guy is the main guy with a black sidekick. And it's like, no, motherfucker, like that's that's wrong, actually. Uh, right. And and maybe that maybe that is where uh, where they're going with it. But I did not think uh, uh, a lot of times like they can be too heavy handed. I don't think they were heavy handed enough with that in this episode. They, yeah. they, they could. If maybe that we'll was see more time. of that for sure, because it's as we'll talk about later on. Race obviously is a huge, huge part of the show. Um, and so I think we'll get more of that a little bit later. Yeah, agree. 
All right, so we kind of cut from the scene. There's a Good Morning America, you know, like, interview. It's really cringy. It's like, I feel like they start off the episode trying to put a bad taste in our mouth with this character, which is fine. Um, we kind of jump to Sam and Bucky. They're now together at, like, an Air Force base. And so, I, I don't know, like, it. They did, they're just kind of together to go fight the Flag Smashers at some point. It felt a little, I was confused as to how they were instantly together after not being together for, like, almost the whole episode last time. But um, basically, Bucky confronts Sam about, you know, that he's upset that he gave up the shield, that he shouldn't have given up the shield. Uh, but they're not able to talk about it too much. And then we see the clip that we previewed the week before the first episode, which has the dialogue about, you know, I read The Hobbit when it came out in 1937, <laughs> you know, and and what is it? Wizards, aliens, androids, that the whole big three. vibe. Yeah, the big three, exactly. And so they have that conversation and then they both get on a plane to go find these flag smashers that that Red Wing had discovered. Right. So (laughs) the plane takes off and they're both sitting staring at each other. So much of the show is just these two characters staring at each other. (laughs) Honestly, though. And (laughs) basically it becomes time for them to jump out of the plane and Sam doesn't share his plan with Bucky, and he jumps out of the plane with his wings and goes flying. And so Bucky asks, "Where's the chute?" And he's like, "We can't. You can't jump out in a parachute. We're only flying at 200 feet right now." And so Bucky just jumps out of the plane, and then like puts his arm in front of him, and then just kind of deflates his landing by hitting a bunch of trees. And then this is totally fine. Typical man. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much though, right? I just I, the whole sequence was so weird to me. Just jumping out of a plane at 200 feet and he's fine. So I haven't seen Winter Soldier or Civil War in quite some time. Is does Bucky have Super Soldier juice? Or is, yes, he does. Oh, okay, yes. okay. Well, then that's fine. Then I mean, stupid, he has the Russian like, version of of Super right. Soldier. Right. Okay. 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 Yeah, that's fine. If he was just a guy with a metal arm and did that and didn't die, I, I would call bullshit. But okay, if he's kind of super soldiery, then then that's fine. It's still just like how fast is a plane flying? Yeah, I mean it's still insane. But... And then you're jumping out of a flying plane, two hundred feet above. The, I just the whole thing. I was like, this is crazy. But I think they maybe did that. Okay, this will make sense. We're gonna just because I don't, I don't know if there's anything else to say about jumping out of this plane before we jump into the what I consider the main action sequence. Because I feel like the only reason you have this scene in this show is to say Bucky's really strong. He's a super soldier. He can hold his own. He can jump out of a flying plane at fucking 200 feet in the air, and he's fine. He's a strong dude, right? That's why you show it's a show of strength. And so we basically get go into this action sequence where these two trucks full of flag smashers take off. And Sam and Bucky think there's a hostage in one of the trucks. So they basically, you know, fly and and they go, you know, attack this truck and they open it up and they realize that it's not a hostage and it's just one of the flag smashers. And all of these flag smasher guys and gals, they have super soldier serum of some sort. Okay, and this is where I start getting like really kind of upset because I felt like this action sequence where they're fighting on top of two semi trucks played out the same as the first episode where it's just the whole Which laid action. out the same as Winter Soldier. 
Wait, what is what about Winter Soldier? I, I said it. it like, yeah, this action sequence in the second episode played out like the one in the first episode, and the one in the first episode played out like every action sequence in the Winter Soldier, just not quite as Only good. Not, not as good. Yeah, though. exactly. Not as good. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, I don't know, like they just showed how strong Bucky is, but like apparently his like a hundred years of living and these two guys being Avengers, they couldn't like fend off like these people that just probably recently got the super soldier serum. And it felt like they were getting their asses kicked. And it just didn't make sense to me. It was like really weird. They seemed like super weak. Yeah. It was like hard to watch kind of. New theory alert. Oh, God. Here we go. Here we go. Mephisto. <laughs> Bucky's a scrawl. There is. There's actually there's actually no doubt in my mind. I'm not even being funny. Bucky is one billion percent a scrawl. Because there are so many things in this episode that I'm like, Bucky Barnes, the Winter Soldier, would never, ever, ever, ever do any of this. And there are yeah, but he's in therapy, so yeah. I mean, like all the stuff in the last episode with the Asian guy, like you can see, like he's really like feeling things. No, I think he's a scroll. I think that's a smoke. It's so trick. hard though. Like after after the scroll thing in Spider Man Two. Like it's so hard. Like anyone could be a scroll at this point. I know, it's, but like, I really, think, but I, I think there, I think there are a lot more than people are assuming, and I think Bucky's one of them for sure. They definitely put that up for us, so now we're always questioning if someone's Is a scroll. Are they real? But it's just, I don't know. This whole action, like the action sequences in general, we've seen like a couple big action sequences, and I've not liked either of them. I thought yeah, they've been they really been... like not well done at all. Um, you know, while they're fighting on these moving trucks that are acting like they're fighting on concrete, uh, Captain America and his little partner dude, Lamar Hoskins, show up. And first of all, Captain America's shield just hates physics even more in this show than it did previously. You are throwing yeah. a shield on top of a moving semi truck and it's coming. I don't know if he has some technology to get it to come back to him. I don't know what it is, but they didn't explain it and it doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. Um, but it's just like there's all these weird cuts and... The CGI gets a little wonky, but the fights, you can just tell that whoever their fight coordinator is, I'm sorry, whatever your name is, you, it's just not that great. It's just not, I, it's, I didn't feel it. I didn't feel like there were stakes. I couldn't really follow like, like, like from point A to point B throughout the fight. And it just like the power dynamics seemed way fucking off. And like fighting on top of a moving vehicle, hasn't that been done like way too many fucking times? Yeah. Yes. Uh, the like, Matrix 2? Marvel, <laughs> do you remember the, the one of the greatest movies Matrix of all time? Oh my you can't gosh. do it that well. Just, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, don't try. Figure something else out. Like you, okay. Also, I think Chris mentioned this. I was talking to Chris about this. Like, whenever Bucky needs a gun, he doesn't have one. And whenever a gun is completely useless in a fight, he always is shooting a gun. <laughs> like he's shooting a gun at those like alien dogs in Infinity War, you know, like he has all these guns. But then he's, you know, he's a super soldier with a vibranium arm and he's been an Avenger and he's been an assassin for decades. And these amateur ass flag smashers who just got some super soldier serum from the power broker are kicking his ass. Are you kidding me? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. No. And and it doesn't jive with, like, we saw the assassination in the first episode. We saw him jump out of a plane at 200 feet. Those contradict each other. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. And what also doesn't make sense is, so they, you mentioned, like, the, the shield. In the, in the first scene, one of the things they did was they showed and they mentioned that uh, John Walker was, like, he was just, like, 
top percentile and like everything you could be like speed strength whatever but like but then they showed him whipping around this vibranium shield and it sure seems like he's on par with the super soldier which if he is what the fuck is the point of super soldier serum like that doesn't make any sense to me at all that guy is way too strong to not have super soldier serum way too fucking strong they did go really hard. They're like, people at MIT were studying his body, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it's that's like, true. Okay, like, there's a difference between being, like, you can be, like, peak physical, yeah. blah, 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 whatever. But, like, you're still just a dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I get, like, Sam's still a dude, too, but, like, he, he can fly. tech, yeah. But also, he didn't have his guns, either. Whenever they need their guns, like, if a super soldier chick is running at you, just, you know, just shoot them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It just okay. They gotta be within twelve feet. Clearly, I'm frustrated. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just, I, I just, I'm frustrated by these fights so far because I think we got spoiled in Captain America: Winter Soldier, Captain America: Civil War. The Russo brothers handled that so well in the fights, especially with Winter Soldier. Amazing. But the fight sequence with Winter Soldier assassinating those those Russian guys in that first episode, phenomenal. Yes, agreed. I don't know why this was so much different. I am. I don't understand. Hoping and guessing it's a it's just a budget thing, and they're just like vi- like that for that Winter Soldier intro had to be cool. And they made it cool, so I'm hoping like probably the last two episodes, they'll uh, there will be some big blowout, uh, really well choreographed fight sequences. I'm hoping. I mean, I could we'll be see. wrong. We'll see. <laughs> Clearly. Clearly, it struck a nerve with me. I'm still upset about it. We'll see. That's fair. We'll see. So after this fight happens, the guys get away, the Flag Smashers. And um, I actually like like the leader of the Flag Smashers as a woman, which I thought was pretty cool. So I think she was the one in the first episode that stomped out uh, that Torres guy. But we all thought it was a man. Uh, but I'm pretty sure it was the leader, the woman lady. But I don't know. We'll see. The woman um, lady. That's right. Yeah. It's a woman lady. Um <laughs> So after this fight, there's this really awkward car ride with John Walker, Lamar, Bucky, and Sam. And they're driving them back to the airport, uh, essentially. And they basically say the, re- the way they were able to find Sam and Bucky is that they hacked into Red Wing's location. Only they didn't have to hack because Red Wing is government property. <laughs> that was and a so- funny – that was actually like one of the only funny – things in this episode because like i like marvel a lot because they have a lot of like dry humor and stuff like that like sprinkled in and that was like one of the only times where there was like an actual kind of funny dry humor joke and he was like hey hello government like <laughs> to himself and i was just like haha that was actually kind of funny it was the like one of the only things that was actually up my alley in the humor department i was almost a little disappointed that the scene with the hobbit reference was spoiled for us in the clip because that would have been my funniest part of that episode but since i'd already seen it it was kind of just like, oh, I've already seen that. Right. Yeah, it's funny. I know it's funny, but it didn't hit me in the moment. But yeah, yeah this was a really interesting little scene here. Uh, we get the introduction to what is called the GRC, which is the Global Repatriation Council, which was created after everyone returned from the blip. And so it seems like that's going to be kind of a big, you know, uh, you know, organization that will be talked about through through the rest of these episodes. We also find out that Lamar Hoskins is going by the name Battlestar. Mm. Wow. Just cocky. Uh, I just I couldn't imagine seriously saying my name is Battlestar to anybody. Um, but that is his name. Um, and so there's this really uh, good line at the end. There's a conversation between Sam and John. And John says, I'm not trying to be Steve. 
I'm not trying to replace Steve. I'm just trying to be the best Captain America I can be. That's it. And it'd be a whole lot easier if I had Cap's wingmen on my side. To which Sam goes, it's always that last line. And then they get out of the get out of the uh, the car because they don't want to deal with their bullshit any longer. So. It was weird that he said Cap at that point. I feel like, I don't know. Yeah, it's like very chummy, even yeah. though he didn't know doesn't. Him. Yeah. Um, this is a very meta podcast line for me right now, but because we're using the old school Big Bertha mixer, I am getting a radio signal in through my headphones that none of you guys can hear. And I just want to say that Jay Giles Band's uh, freeze frame <laughs> is on right now, and it is so hard to even think while listening to. I want to freeze frame. Dun, 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 ba, ding, 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 ding. I just stuck. I my can't head. hear it because mine is turned down more because I'm not as deaf as Tommy is. Yep, I'm half deaf for those that don't know. So, you know those old men. Um, Got to turn up these uh, hearing aids. Um, okay. Mm-hmm, Sunday. So what do, you, what do you guys think? I actually kind of like this scene. I thought there were some funny lines in it, like you said, Amelia. But I thought the whole car ride scene kind of. It, it cemented that relationship between the four of them pretty well. I feel like well. it was like a good awkward. Like it was an awkward that was supposed to be there and was like pertinent to the storyline. It felt like Bucky didn't have to say anything to say how much he fucking hates these two guys too. Oh, that was so funny where he's just staring at him and he goes, is he always like that? Yeah, he's like, yeah, <laughs> like, you get yeah. used to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it was, it, it was a good scene. Eric, what did you think? Um... This was probably the first scene, as uh, Baron mentioned at the top of the episode, one of the hosts uh, found this show, this episode, to be pretty boring. That host was me, spoiler alert. And this was the scene that started to lose me. I was, I, I, uh, I don't know, I just, I don't know what it was, I just already was over it. And I was just like, yeah, I, I get it. Like, can something happen? <laughs> like, It did feel like this was the start of it slowly going on a downward trend for me as well. Yeah, the, the fight scene was like really early in the episode, right? And then this one was like, it maybe this scene did go on like kind of too long as well. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I didn't mind the scene itself. It just like, this is this is definitely where it felt like it started just, I was like, okay. Yeah. Like what else? I, I I would just before we get into the the rest of the stuff, I would just say, like thinking about the whole episode after the fact, it just felt like a lot of scenes that they needed to put in, and it just the way it was edited, it just felt like still we were building up all this stuff, and the scenes didn't necessarily go together, and they were just kind of thrown at us. Yeah. And so it didn't feel like a single episode. It just felt like a bunch of scenes thrown together in some ways to me. Yeah, maybe I'm I'm not as good at like uh, pinning stuff like that down. Um, so that might be just what I subconsciously am, am interpreting as as boring. But I think it it's um yeah I don't know. It, There's just so many characters and things moving at this point that we don't know enough about yet, right? And so like I'm looking at my list here. It's like we're at his John Walker's high school. Then we're Sam and Bucky at the airbase. Then there's this truck action sequence in some city I don't know. And then there's this awkward car ride. Then we're at the Flag Smasher hideout. Then we're in Baltimore. Then we're in a prison. Then we're in Slovakia. Then we're, you know, it's just like so many things with so many different characters. And so it's like usually you can kind of follow the line of an episode of a TV show or a movie. Where this, it's kind of like four lines that are kind of zigzagging all over the place. And so it doesn't feel singular yeah it feels very just kind of disjointed and and i'm sure maybe it'll come together but it's just right now it just doesn't feel 
that great. Yeah. And, I don't know. and what doesn't help is, so I did not, I took hardly any notes for this episode. And one of the, like the three notes I took was the costume, the, the costumes look so fucking cheap. And particularly, particularly oh, Falcon's costume looks like hot ass. Like it is, hmm. it is bad. And partic- and and I, where it is in my notes, it must have been during that scene that I that I noticed that. Um, I did not notice just, that at all. Yeah, it just looks bad. It's like like, in my opinion, really bad. So that's uh, that takes me out of it a lot. And then what also takes me out of it is the guy who plays John Walker. Um, that should just be the guy who plays Homelander. Because it's the same guy, just not as attractive or talented. No offense, guy who... Homelander? Who's Homelander? Stop. From the boys? Oh, oh okay. He's playing the same now. character, essentially. Just, uh, I, but less less insane and evil. Just like some but, uh, like blonde hair, blue eyed white dude. Basically. Yeah, yeah. But but Homelander is like a full on psychopath, and the guy who plays him is incredible. And it's like so close to the same part. And I just I can't help but feel like uh, the guy's kind of doing like a weird like impression of the guy, of Homelander, but like. Mm-hmm just without the uh Can without I? the nuance i feel bad i went really hard at that like he's probably a nice guy kurt russell's son but like he's i just <laughs> now you feel bad now that you know he's kurt russell's son huh? <laughs> no i, I, would feel I don't bad like his character way, that but... much yeah it's just like, not... i don't think we're supposed to though right yeah. uh, that's like the, the whole thing yeah. is i feel like they wanted us to not like him then like him then not like him this episode yeah, it's too I forgot much, too we forgot to mention when the flag smasher crushes red wing oh, oh that's yeah. right and bucky is like i've always wanted to do that <laughs> R.I.P. i red love wing. that i love that that was one that was the only other like comedic relief i feel like yeah and that's no, that what was i live a really for good part that was so. a really good part i just need to confess i've never seen the boys dude you gotta watch the boys it's like it's incredible it's way better than captain and the or falcon and the winter soldier <laughs> captain and the falcon soldier yeah, yeah. captain and falcon yeah i'll have to i'll have to watch Dude, that. i've heard a lot it of is, good things I it just... is it's yeah if, if you're don't watch justice league watch the boys <laughs> for sure <laughs> there we go there, the boys is much better all right let's let's get back on track here um we basically cut to a flag smasher hideout scene the basically gist of this episode or this scene in this episode is that the Flag Smashers have a lot of support around the world. They're in, like, yeah, Slovakia or, or some other country that's, you know, an Eastern Bloc country, and, and someone's, you know, sheltering them temporarily because they support their cause. Um, and we find out that someone is after the Flag Smashers. We see a text come to Carly uh, Morgenthau's phone. She's the leader of the Flag Smashers. And that, that's that woman lady. Um <laughs> And it says, the text says, you took what was mine. I'm going to find you and kill you. And so uh, that's when we find out that there's there's some other, you know, villain that's, you know, something's going on here. We still don't know how these people Who got the it, super Tom? soldier serum at this point. Do you think he means like she took his dose of the super soldier serum or whatever the fuck? Yeah. So I think what we find out later in this episode is that she's been working with the power broker um, which in, in Marvel comics is kind of like this character that basically supplies other people, usually villains with like powers or technology that helps enable them to do whatever they're doing. So 
I don't know, Eric, did you get the, did you kind of come to the conclusion that the power broker is the reason why these people have the super soldier serum? Uh, I'm not going to lie to you, Tom. I have no recollection of the words power broker being used in this episode. What? I was probably fully checked what? out at this yeah. point. Uh, wow. I really was not a fan of this episode at all, but, um, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, but who the fuck, who's the power broker? <laughs> yeah, like, sure. like nobody, nobody's ever heard of this guy before. I maybe I mean maybe they have, but I haven't. Yeah, no, he's not a he's not like a very big Marvel character, but it seems like from from what they're setting up is that maybe uh you know uh, Carly Morgenthau stole some of the Super Soldier serum or something similar to that from the Power Broker, and that's how the Flag Smashers have their power, and now the Power Broker is coming after her, uh, which we'll which we'll see later on in the episode. But I think the one thing we that will. is worth what was that <laughs> you're gonna have to explain to me that part so i don't remember that either oh my gosh we'll get you there <laughs> we'll right. get you there you know half this podcast is me just explaining the episode to eric so yeah, that pretty he much. knows what's going <laughs> I've on i've been doing so well this is the first one i feel like i have significant gaps in i was struggling with this episode too so uh, i was before we started talking about it now it's all coming back to me um so i think the one quote from from the leader of the flag smashers carly she said the GRC cares more about the people who came back than the ones who never left. We got a glimpse at how things could be. And she's basically saying, you know, we can't let these these people that, you know, these corrupt people that were in power before the blip come back and just continue to run the world how they were before. Um, which, you know, I think a lot of people could sympathize with, right? Yeah, I get it. I said last I said last episode, hot take, I might be a flag smasher. This episode Boom. did nothing to dissuade me. I'm I'm on board so far. Uh-oh, here we go. All right, so, um, so basically, um, we we now go from you know some Eastern Bloc country to Baltimore, Baltimore, Maryland. Um, it's not quite clear. Uh, Bucky says that that Sam needs to meet someone. So, who's in Baltimore? We don't know. But there's actually this, this is a really funny part. This is my my favorite joke of this episode. Is some kid goes, "Hey, it's Black Falcon." Oh my god! And he's like, "What?" Like. Because I'm the Falcon and I'm black. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, so are you like black kid? <laughs> he's like, got him. And that I thought that funny. was fucking hilarious. <laughs> Seems like almost an ad lib joke in some in some in some ways, but it totally couldn't have been. My dad says it's the black Falcon. <laughs> like I like blames his dad for it. <laughs> That's what you yeah, do one in of my situation. favorite jokes. Blame the pops. But basically, Bucky and Sam. Uh, go up to his house and they say, is Isaiah there? And this kid. Wait, is before like, we continue, no Is- because this is an important part. I know is they didn't already go to the warehouse, right? That's later. The warehouse. What warehouse? What warehouse? Uh, it's like the a, they're in like a the garage. Trucks? They're in like a garage. That that was before the truck action sequence. They were they've already been in the warehouse. Oh, OK. So did, did you. This is my last note I took because this pissed me off so much. I just like to point out your last note is 10 minutes into the episode. <laughs> yeah, like, is this, yeah, this was idiotic. And and uh, I'm, sh- I'm sure you will agree when they were arguing about whether or not they were going to go into the building. And Bucky's like, no, there's two guys like just go in and take those guys. And Falcon's like, well, why don't we like scan it and find out for sure? And then. You just see like three more people just walking by the door. And that that's one of those Bucky Barnes 
the Winter Soldier would never make that tactical mistake ever. Yeah, ever. I thought that was weird. Too. Like that. Just, that makes no sense at all. That was uh, that was like blatantly crazy to me. And uh, scroll, it's fucking scroll. This <laughs> all just comes back to scroll. Yeah, this is cra- if it if he ends up being a scroll. I will buy you a slice of pizza. All right. All right. So um, Sam and Bucky go up to this house in Baltimore, Maryland, and he asks if Isaiah is there. And the guy's like, there's no Isaiah here. There's no Isaiah here. And he's like, tell him the guy he met at a bar in Go Yang is here to see him. And he's like, okay, hold on one second. So we have no idea what the fuck he's talking about, right? And the kid comes back and he's like, it's your lucky day. Uh, he wants to see you. And so we see this this kind of elderly uh, African-American dude comes up and um, Bucky introduces Sam to him as Isaiah. And we find out that he is a super soldier that fought during the Korean War. And Sam obviously had no idea this guy existed. And so apparently while Bucky was fighting for Hydra, him and Bucky fought in Go, Go Yang, Korea in 1951. And he's like, if by, if by, uh, he's like, you know who I am? It's because I kicked your ass, you know, (laughs) something like that. And he basically, he's like very distraught this whole time. Um, and and we basically learned that he fought for the United States as a super soldier. Um, but then the U S put him in jail for 30 years and like ran tests on him and took its blood and stuff. And it's just like super fucked up. Um, that's classic. And I'll just leave it at that. It's classic and, America. And I'll let you guys talk. What did, what did, what was your takeaway from all this? It's kind of a really strange scene. Yeah, I mean, uh Yeah, that's 1 billion percent what happened in real life. <laughs> if if Marvel if Marvel was uh if Marvel was true to reality, uh no doubt in my mind. That tracks. Honestly. Uh It's very reminiscent of what is it? The Tuska Tuskegee like experiments yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that you know, the United States conducted, um, but I guess I knew, I knew of Isaiah, Isaiah Bradley from the comics. Amelia, I'm interested to hear, like, what did you think, like, as we start discovering all these things about another super soldier, you know, existing, but then like kind of like the dark history of it. What was, what was your reaction to this part? Um, I guess that it's like, it's so tied into actual history and actual real life. So it, it gives us like a weird reality check that we don't see a ton in like these movies. Cause everything's so, you know, super powers and fights that don't really happen. And then this comes and we're like, wow. Yeah. Okay. That's hits hard because you know, people go through that shit every day. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, this was, this is a hard scene to watch for sure. And I'm, re- I'm really curious um, if we're going to see him again, you know, or if this is kind of a one-off, I will say for the comic fans out here, technically the boy that answered the door is Elijah Bradley. He's credited as Elijah Bradley and he plays, uh, one of the young Avengers. I think he's just Patriot oh, in the comics. Yeah. And so yet another, you know, young Avengers, um, character that kind of pops up Eli Bradley. I yeah, believe. they for sure Elijah. are uh... Eli, Elijah Bradley. They're for sure building to that. They've got to be. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you know, I thought the scene was was really good. It was interesting, but it almost immediately got overshadowed 
um, because they basically leave the house and Sam and Bucky are arguing in the streets of Baltimore. Though they're not really even arguing. They're really just kind of having a, a discussion that's a little animated. And some police officers pull up on them and start getting like a little like aggressive, basically. And, you know, they're like, why are you fighting? And then they ask Bucky, they're like, is this guy bothering you? Um, and yeah. it really kind of touched on to like a lot of undertones of what's going on in the United States with, you know, police brutality and, and kind of, you know, what, uh, what black people in America go through and, and kind of how they're, you know, seen by the police in a lot of communities. And so that was like a really big part of this episode. Um, I thought, and, and this whole scene really underscored it. And it really wasn't until they realized they were Avengers that the police backed off a little bit. Um, but like this whole scene, like it just like it made me so anxious all after that. It kind of to me, it, it overshadowed the whole scene with, oh, there was like a black Captain America. But then it's like, boom, like police stuff happened almost immediately. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, that uh, was obviously by design. And I think, yeah, it's 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 just it, it's a story that television shows have been telling for decades because the problem in the country persists and yep. um yeah the show should obviously touch on it uh and i hope they i hope it continues to be a theme i would like to see i would like to see the creative teams take on it for sure i mean this yeah. was just kind of like a like like one scene and I, I just I, I wonder if that's going to be is is their take on it? Just like this still happens, which is like, yes. But do you have anything more to say, creators? Um, yeah. So, and, and I hope they do. And I, and I want to hear what that is or see what that is. Yeah. It was interesting that at the end of the whole scene, it was actually Bucky that they took into custody because he had missed his court mandated therapy. And so that kind of takes us now to some sort of prison slash police station slash whatever. And we find out that Bucky's getting out of prison, not because of Sam Wilson or his therapist, but because of John Walker, Captain America. And it seems like he basically was like, okay, he's worth too much. We need to work together, blah, 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 blah. Um, but before they kind of have their reunion, we have the scene that we've seen in, in several trailers, which is Bucky and Sam having therapy together. Um, I will say there's funny parts of this show and then there's parts of the show where they throw in like funny jokes where I feel like it really kind of doesn't help set the it's scene for what they're yeah, doing. Yeah, it's like cringy. Yeah, like I, yeah. I really enjoyed like when you said like I really you really liked when Red Wing got destroyed. Yeah, and I did Bucky too. said, Wow, I always wanted to do that. That was a funny joke, like just by itself. But in in the scene, I felt like it kind of took us away for a second. Um and, and I think the same thing happened here where they're going in to have this therapy together, and there's actually some really cool, serious dialogue in it, but it starts off with them having a staring contest. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like this becomes kind of like Drax in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, where it's just like, you can't be joking all the time. We can't have that many staring jokes. We already had a really good staring joke earlier in this episode. We don't have to, like, like having him staring is just like the joke all the time. It becomes old. Yeah. Yeah. It undercuts right. what's happening. This is this is how I felt some of, like, the the 
50s quirkiness of wandavision hit me too it's just like it takes you out of what you should be paying attention to and you know something obviously not everybody agrees with that take but well and obviously you're completely but, wrong wandavision is perfect but uh, <laughs> but uh yeah. but no it very much uh was the case here with the with the staring contests um for sure it, it was yeah it was just weird especially yeah uh, given what comes right after it, which is probably the best line in the episode, which I don't know if you're about to get to. So, the, yeah, the line I wrote down is, is, you know, Bucky and Sam are talking to each other and they're talking about their issues with each other. And basically it comes down to Bucky saying, you know, they're talking about giving up the shield. And he says, well, maybe maybe Steve was wrong about you. And he says, so maybe he was wrong about you. And maybe if he was wrong about you, he was wrong about me, too. And yeah. like. And just like, delivered like fucking brilliantly. Yeah, like that, like that 15 second, 20 seconds of dialogue. That was easily to me the best part. Yeah, I agree. Like just that conversation. And so it's just really weird to have that all start off with a staring contest. <laughs> yeah. I just, why was that even in there? Um, yeah. But that scene really hit me. It's like you, you could you could then understand what Bucky's going through. Bucky has this crazy history, right? But but Steve believed in him. Yeah. And believed in the man that he is. Right. And so like you understand now that like, OK, he just gave him up a shield. Right. But like that means so much more to Bucky than just being a shield. Yeah, I I completely agree. This was uh this was a great scene. Great, great performances uh by everyone. Really? The two the two leads and the and the therapist as well. Um, hey, the therapist was great. Yeah. As a as a. <laughs> And I'm not just saying as a, that as, as a, a therapist. therapist. What did you think of the therapy scene, Amelia? <laughs> Honestly, I thought it was great. I mean, like you said, the the staring thing was like a little overdone. I kind of wish it was one or the other, either the car ride or this scene, because mm. both of them were good, but it was just like too much. Um, but yeah, I just love what she made them do. And it was kind of funny because it kind of resembled couples therapy and whatnot and so i think it was definitely referencing that so it was kind of fun to watch yeah i i think uh, the same with the episodes with the therapist sorry the scenes with the therapist in the last episode um i feel like they can usually be really bad and cliche but i've liked them you know outside of the staring contest bit i've liked them quite a bit and they feel authentic which is nice yeah but cliche is like such a loaded word because it like comes off as negative, but cliches are cliches for a reason. Yeah, I guess maybe what I mean to say is that when you see episodes or movies and like scenes with therapists in them, I feel like they're a caricature of what they should be mm. rather than being what they actually are. And I feel like this feels like a more authentic, like what someone would actually be saying or doing to an extent than than what I see in other like Hollywood movies and stuff. Yeah, it's not them just like sitting in front of someone laying on a couch and saying, so how does that make you feel? Yeah, <laughs> some like glasses down on the bridge of your nose. I promise you I've never said that to one of my patients. <laughs> also, like, you know, I go to therapy, but I don't get to lay down in some fancy chair. And I'm kind of disappointed about usually. it. Yeah, it's like I would love to lay down, but then I'd probably fall asleep. Hmm. Get you some know. Eames chairs, therapists. Yeah. Hot tip. Sheesh. Hot tip. Mm. All right, so I think the last little bit here uh, in in the prison slash police station 
is basically Sam and Bucky have a conversation with John and Battlestar. I'm just going to call him Battlestar because I think it's really <laughs> stupid. And basically they decide that they're not going to work together. Um, and so John Walker kind of gets, he kind of gets testy at the end and he says, well, word of advice then stay the hell out of my way. And I was like, wow, this guy is such a douche nozzle. I feel like they tried to make us feel better about him with him coming to help them. And then like, it's like, no, he's a piece of shit. So. I don't know. I feel like the whole scene with him helping them was just like another ploy to like manipulate them. Yeah. Kind of a thing. Like, I don't think it was ever for them. I think it was for him to be like, Oh, I went there to help them. You know, I'm now like recollecting too, like in that scene where they're talking in the car, the battle star guy is like, yeah, well until we showed up, your guys' ass was getting kicked. Mm -hmm. It's like, wait a second. Like, what are you two guys going to do? But also their ass is a dude still got kicked. Yeah. when they were there so like you didn't really help my dude yeah i don't get it i yeah. don't get it at all i just i don't really agree with the power dynamics here at all yeah that i 100 percent agree with that the power dynamics are all over the place i will say i don't think i'm quite as negative on john walker as as you guys seem to be i i i still think he thinks he's doing what's right i don't think he necessarily like i i don't think his motivations were necessarily that selfish when when he came like i think he really wants to get on their good side and, and because he thinks it'll be good for like america that's that's what it came off to to me once we watched that that scene with him saying stay out of my way tom was like oh my god breakthrough this is what i think is going to happen so why don't you tell us? Oh, no, yeah, it's like this basically let me, okay, he, all he's trying to do is just like prove himself, right? Like he just wants to prove yeah, himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything about him, his character, he wants to prove himself. You know, he's the big football player. Now he's a military guy. He's done all these things and he's just trying to prove himself to be like this good person, right? And so he's not a super soldier. He's not Captain America because Captain America was a super soldier. So hundred percent. At some point in the series, he's taking that super soldier serum. Yeah, you hundred percent. You would think, and it's going. You know, it's it's going to. I, I think Increase at first it's going to impact him very negatively, yeah. and he's going to be. You know, uh, he's going to be still a bit of an antagonist. But I think by the end of the series, he'll end up being one of the good guys for sure. You think so? A hundred percent. I think he's gonna gonna be like U.S. agent. You know, he's one of the one of the good guys in Marvel comics, and I think um, he's gonna have kind of a redemption arc. So I think they're gonna they kind of built us up as who he is. He's gonna really struggle because he's on his own. He's trying to prove himself. He's gonna somehow steal the Super Soldier Serum either from the Flag Smashers or the Power Broker. He's gonna get it. It's gonna cause some problems, but then he's gonna redeem himself and he's gonna be one of the good guys. That's my guess. Wow, I'm gonna say. I think he dies for sure. I don't. Interesting. Maybe that could be his redemption. I wonder if he, he, yeah, re yeah, he saves maybe, everyone. Maybe. That would be. I can see that. that that's actually a good call, I think. I could see that. I just don't 100%. see. Maybe it's just because, like, the comparisons to Homelander are just like. No logical person would say that he's not a bad ripoff of Homelander. I feel like. And, Isn't and, Homelander just a bad ripoff of him, though? No, no. In Home, Marvel I, Comics? I would say, I mean, Homelander's more the Superman America than Captain America America. Okay. Um, 
but like the actor is like so similar you gotta if once you watch even one episode you'll you'll know what i'm talking about but but i just don't see how that character can exist with a steve rogers in the marvel universe and b homelander in the the boys universe which is like i, I don't if they re- if they try to slot that character in whew, they're fucking w- way out of ideas i feel like I just don't see a place for him long term. That's uh, that's why actually I think your idea is really interesting is I think maybe he will redeem himself and he'll die for the good cause at some at some point. I could absolutely but, um, see that happening. Yeah, that, that would be really interesting. But I, I think he definitely kind of redeems himself at, at some point. We'll see. Um, and, and yeah, I don't know. That's actually really interesting. I'll have to think about that for a bit. Yeah. But I think it'll be interesting to watch his arc kind of go up and down because he's ugh, it's that undercut man oh my god undercut <laughs> underbite sorry underbite thinking of punching or something yeah i think of a haircut i think part of the reason why his performance is like kind of irking me is because it is so similar to homelander but with homelander you do get those little peaks at uh at like uh, the the psychopathy and the uh, and like mm. you and just you do get that like he, you see him really lose it and it's very satisfying and in john walker it's like are you even gonna lose it or are you gonna keep walking this line of you're just kind of like an, a, a weird dickhead like yeah like, i want to no, i, totally I, I want to see him go nut. i want to see him go crazy i want to see him go crazy and it is i uh, think we're gonna get that I if hope, he's gonna I take a super do. soldier serum he's got to go a little yeah. crazy right yeah i hope we do i hope we do Okay. Um, let's we'll go to the one part that Eric doesn't remember, uh, which is we see they're in Slovakia, and the flag smashers are loading up a plane full of like the medicine they had stolen, whatever, blah blah blah, the supplies. And basically, this guy goes, he's like, "Oh, they found us!" and and uh, we think maybe it's like Interpol or something. They're like, "No, it's the power brokers, man. They're coming to you know get us, right?" And so one of the flag smashers basically is like, I'll take care of them. I'll hold them off so you can get the plane off. And he basically like cuts down like a power line and then like jumps in front of these power broker men people. And then they immediately kill him because they have guns. Shocker. Um, <laughs> and uh, and so it allows the power. It allows the flag smashers to get away in their plane. And the power broker people are not able to catch up to them. And so that's that's really kind of you know, showing the power brokers after these people because they stole the super soldier serum. It's the, that's the only way they could be super soldiers. Right. Um, and just another thing that maybe bothers me a little bit, like I feel like super soldier serums should not be so like, I don't know, readily available or easily stealable yeah, or the, the power broker shouldn't be able like to have everywhere. it. I don't know. Yeah. Otherwise like America would be like, Hey, we got like 10,000 super soldiers. We just pumped right out, you know, just, I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't the more the more super soldiers there are, the more pissed I get <laughs> because it shouldn't be that easy. Yeah, 100 percent. Am, am I crazy? No, because that's what made I mean, Captain America was like a one off and he had to be like very carefully selected to be like the right candidate. And uh, and and that's why it worked. And now it's just fucking anybody can be a super soldier, although. I just hear another wild theory alert. I oh wonder boy, if the <laughs> if uh 
Oh, no, maybe I'm jacking your theory from a little while ago. It's just making more sense now that uh, I wonder if General Ross is going to take a super soldier serum in this show and uh, turn into Red Hulk. That's just what I want oh my to happen. God. Dude, did you just like, this is like your pipe dream. You're yeah, just I want like, turning Red it into Hulk a theory. so bad. I want General Red Ross Hulk hasn't so even bad. showed up yet. But he's going to be in it, right? I, I, I think you're just dreaming this all up at this point. No, dude. <laughs> no. General I mean, I would Ross love for Red Hulk to show up. I just, you know, maybe that's why they haven't been able to spend money on these action sequences. Is right, they, it's they, all on him. It's yeah. all just away on the Red Hulk budget for your sake. <laughs> that, Kevin be... Feige's personal apology to you is getting Red Hulk in this show. I would forgive it all if Red Hulk showed up in this show oh and looked... Uh, better than King Shark in the Suicide Squad movie. That's that's it has to be the case though. Maybe you can have one of his like uh, nieces or nephews just draw it in the crayon and then dance it across the screen. <laughs> yeah, and it would look better. It would yeah. better, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. All right. So <laughs> the last scene, and I I didn't really quite get this, but whatever. But basically, Bucky's like, now there's super soldiers all around. Like Hydra knew about super soldier serum and all this stuff and so like we need to figure out what hydra knows and so therefore zemo knows all about oh hello helmet zemo here <laughs> he, i know all about the hydra and so they're like we got to go see zemo because he knows all of hydra's secrets by going through all of their files and so they're like we what you're just gonna go see him and he's like yeah and so then like of course cliche not necessarily bad but cliche classical music starts playing mm-hmm. and they start going to the prison where Zemo is being kept captive to go see him. And I'm assuming that next episode we'll see the big scene in which they see Baron Zemo for the first time. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that's exactly how he sounds. Um, me too. I, I want to redub the entire series after it's done <laughs> with us doing Zemo's voice because I think it would be better. Yes, absolutely. Um, um, yeah, this scene, this, I, I was completely over it by this scene, and I was like, okay, cool, finally. It's like, yeah, I'm surprised. Like, we have to get, we have to get like half of the episodes done. Like, we're at half. Like, the next episode will be halfway done, and that's the first time we're seeing Zemo. It's shocking to me, I guess. I thought I'd see him like the first episode or something, but Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's this so uh weird. by the end of this episode, I just like I just I don't think this series is hitting very hard for me right now. <laughs> Not that much has happened. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a lot has happened, but nothing of major importance. But Eric, I have something for you. I have a little Disney tidbit for you that's Star Wars related. Oh, you're gonna let them double dip on you again? Uh, 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 uh. Disney Disney can quadruple dip on me, um, <laughs> as long as it's Kevin Feige, our Lord and Savior. Thank you. Um, I'm looking at Eric's camera right now, and his dog has literally destroyed a toy. It looks like yeah. behind. Yeah. There's, there's just oh, guts. Shit. There's just guts all over. Everywhere. She's having a good time. Um, no, Eric. They show a quick scene. But that is or a picture of a security camera, and it shows. Oh my gosh! Look at this dog toy, just destroyed. It's oh, like sneak. It's like a oh. He catches it. Melody, she's so cute. Um, so they showed the the cell that Zemo is in. Yes. That cell number is the same cell number that Princess Leia was in in uh, when Darth Vader had her captive. In Star Wars. Wow. 
So there you go. So now you can't hate it as much, but almost just as much. I mean, I think that makes me hate it even more. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Tommy, why would you do that to him? I know. What the heck? (laughs) Because it's not. I don't know. Because I didn't like it. Don't reference shit I like and shit I don't like. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's just a personal preference. (laughs) Seriously. Okay, so that was that was the end of the episode. Um, any last thoughts before we go and rate this thing? None. Mia? Nope. All right. As we do on the Infinity Watch podcast, we rate our episodes, films, or whatever the hell we're talking about out of six full, solid, girthy Infinity oh. Stones. No halvesies. Full, girthy stones. So... You're our guest this week, Amelia. What would you rate this episode out of six Infinity Stones? Or you can choose to pass it to one of us. It's your choice. You have to choose who you'd pass it to, though, what? if you don't want to rate it first. I'm going to no, rate it at no, three. No, no. Thank a you. Three out of six. You cannot be allowing the guests to pass, Tom. Part of this is the pressure. That's true. That's true. I, just, <laughs> I, I felt guilty. I felt guilty. She gave me a look. <laughs> All right. What's your justification? Let's hear it. I agree that it was kind of boring after the f- initial fight scene, and I didn't really like the initial fight scene, and it was kind of cringy to watch. And really, the only three stones come solely from the therapist in this episode. All right, there you go. <laughs> All right, we will pass it over to me then, and I will pass. Can it you over pass to it to yourself? Okay, I've I pass known, it. I've to been you. known to do that in the past. That's true. Um, okay, so I gave the last episode a three. I thought the opening sequence in the last one was bad, but I really like the sequences with Bucky and I like the scenes with Bucky a whole bunch in the last one. This one's a two. It's just a two for me. I don't like, I just, I'm having a rough time with this one. I want to like it. I want to like it and I'm trying to be positive about it, but it's, it's not that good. No. This episode's not that good, guys. Come yeah. on, what the heck's going on? Yeah. What's, ha- what's happening? They're like, this is going to be like the Winter Soldier, like one of the greatest movies. Like, come on, guys. <laughs> Kevin, come on, bud. There was like three comedic parts in the whole episode, and it was like... Mm. I'm really hoping it picks up a little bit. Um, It was a lot easier for me to talk about WandaVision to rewatch WandaVision because I really was hype on it. Now I think I'm understanding what Eric felt like in the first two episodes, even though he was completely wrong. Um, <laughs> but in these episodes, I just like, I was thinking about it. I was like, how can I, like, what am I going to give this one? You know, I'm known for these sixes. But it wasn't as good as the last one. And I, and I was like, it has to be better, but it wasn't. So two for me. Really disappointed. Okay, I just got to point out before I pass to Eric, some guy on like Reddit, I think it was I was on Reddit today, and I went on a post about Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and he's like, the one great thing about this is the action. And I was like, what the fuck what? are you talking about? And I was so happy that I looked at the next comment, and it was upvoted a whole bunch, and it was like, the action is terrible. What are you even <laughs> talking about? And then like they like mm-hmm. went on this like rant about what was actually good. And I was like, oh, thank God I'm not alone. Um, but Eric, I'll pass it over to you. What do you got for us? Yeah, it's a two. Easy to. Uh, this was not a good episode of television. Um, it has me worried for the rest of the series. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, we got four more weeks of this, man. Yeah, it's um, but but I don't. Know. You like butts? <laughs> and you cannot lie. <laughs> Big one. True. True. Juicy. I Thick. I hear no lies. Um, 
I do think, doesn't it? Maybe I'm wrong, but it seems like the reception of this episode overall has been super positive. So I feel like we might be in the minority here. I don't. It's not. It's not good. Yeah, I don't. This think episode it's good was either. not good. It's like, dude. It's, it's I like know shit you, with really nice seasoning. I know you. Okay, here's 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 a better comparison. It's not Spy Kids. It's Sky High. Oh my god! Oh, oh my god! god. It's it's I sky. Can't believe you just said it's that. literally sky high. The <laughs> costumes sky are sky good. high. That was a. G- I like that movie though. Yeah, but the costumes were like rough, and it was like real campy. And the- yeah, I just like <laughs> that was what it was supposed to be though. Right? You can't right. really. I mean. I don't know. I don't think you can compare it Uh-oh. because that Uh-oh. was that movie was supposed to be like that. It wasn't supposed to be Falcon and the Winter Soldier when Marvel and blah, 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 like this huge multi-million dollar, like, you know? Yeah. No, I, told, like, I completely anyways. I, I completely agree. I guess that's kind of my point is like, why is Falcon and the Winter Soldier like that? <laughs> like it should. Right. Yeah. Should, like, yeah. You're going for you're not going for Sky High. Yeah. But you're yeah. It. Like I got nothing against Sky High. I'm not. It's, I was not. Apparently a Amelia's just... like a Sky High <laughs> fangirl. We just found that out. Uh, I didn't know that until just now either, but I was sort of offended for Sky High. No. Apparently. Yeah. It, I didn't mean it as a diss. I just mean that's not what that was. A, uh, also, it's like, what, 15 years old? Like, why am I getting 15-year-old superhero show vibes from Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Yeah, I just, yeah, no, I completely agree. It's just like they're they're missing the mark, and I don't understand why. You know, we were kind of looking to this. I know, Eric, you wanted something more regular MCU, and it's just not, it's just not hitting it. Yeah. And, and it's disappointing frankly oh people people are probably giving it like a positive review if they're not comparing it to everything else that's in the mcu like if you're just watching this like i think it is okay like it's 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 like there's some action there's like some humor and whatever but like if you're comparing it to everything else it's just like nothing going on yeah Yeah. i think you're i i think you're right i think probably this show is man i just don't I recognize I'm going to sound like a dickhead for saying this, but I feel like this show would probably be a lot easier enjoyed by like a more casual fan. And I don't mean that as a slight, like people are more than allowed to be casual fan. I just, I, I get really annoyed and people are like, Oh, you fucking casuals. That's not what I mean at all. I mean, like be a casual fan, like for sure. That's great. But I'm just, uh, I think you're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. I agree. I think that's kind of like, we're on the same page with that. Yeah, totally. But that being said, it's the execution is still bad. Like it's it's for a casual fan, but the execution is still not that good. I think it's it's bad compared to the rest of the MCU. But I think in compared to general television, it's still probably good. Oh yeah. I mean like yeah, the action sequences in this are gonna be like the action sequences on Chicago Fire, you know. <laughs> I don't what watch a, TV, so I'm not really sure what to compare it to. Chicago Fire. <laughs> That's the only network show I could think of. I've never seen it because <laughs> oh I watch God. good television. But um, oh. I'm sorry for all of the above 50-year-olds I just insulted. <laughs> I wasn't thinking. The devil made me do it. There we go. The devil's not real. That's right. All right, let's move Worship on Lil to Recommendations. <laughs> He's my God. 
I just got to say, okay, this is our third meta check-in in the air tonight by Phil Collins is on right now. <laughs> and God, I love this song. <laughs> so I once, I once, can't hear it again. Once the drum solo kicks in, you'll know. Oh, boy. All right, Eric, what do you got to recommend for us this week? All right, are you ready for bombshell number two? Oh, I forgot about the bombshell! <laughs> oh, my God. Do we get sound effects for that part? <laughs> <laughs> Mediocre at best. Oh, babe. <laughs> Your boy got an Oculus Quest 2. What is that? A VR headset. And the most oh boy, amazing. He's been watching VR The most amazing piece of technology Do you get to I've ever owned easily. You. Are, did... <laughs> oh I literally didn't even finish <laughs> introing it. And you two jumped into the porn aspect. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's what else do you get a VR for? Dude, what I got a VR headset for was uh, generally just like games and apps. Same shit you, you would use like a phone for. But um, but no, it's the most. Uh, so I tried a VR headset maybe like four or five years ago. It was it was probably an Oculus Rift. I don't know mm. necessarily which one, but um. But it blew it blew my mind. I was like, this is 100% the future. I've never seen anything like this. Um, and then I never just had the opportunity to use another one. And but I've I always was just like, that's that's like the craziest shit ever. Um, so I have been extremely lucky gambling the past couple of weeks. Oh, my God. Oh my, what have you been gambling on, on the uh, March Madness yeah, college stuff? College basketball. What? I have oh you don't even like basketball. No, that's my secret. Um, oh, my God. That's why I'm, I am literally crushing it. So I made quite a bit of money and uh, I took some out to get to. I was like, you know what? I would really love to have a VR headset. I think it'd be a lot of fun. So I took some out. I got a fucking VR headset. It's uh, the best purchase, uh, the best like entertainment purchase I've probably made in my adult life. Um, wow. How much does this thing cost? Do you mind me asking? It is. It is. So. It's three ninety nine, which is oh, that's not as bad as I thought it would be. Actually. Mind blown! Like after using this, Apple should be fucking embarrassed for charging what they charge for an iPhone because the technology in this goddamn headset is light years ahead of uh, what's what at least is like actively usable by your average person in an iPhone. So so does this need to be connected to like a computer? Uh How no does it work? no it does not but you can connect phone, it to right? to a computer. Um Okay. So the nice thing about the Quest 2 is it is a standalone. Um Tom, I'm really surprised. I thought you would know a little more about this. I don't know any I just use my friend Ben has multiple VR things. I don't know what kinds they are, but I've gone on Google Earth and flown around in one. Dude, that was fun. Okay. You like so I've been playing this this game. So you're saying I can come over and watch porn with it? Is really what I'm yeah, asking. Yeah, you can come over and watch some porn. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I gotta go to Eric's. <laughs> but uh, oh let's go head over there right now. All right, I'm gonna come with. If that's <laughs> but uh, let's do I it. Like porn. There is who we're on who our way. Doesn't right now. <laughs> okay, great. We'll pause the podcast. Um, <laughs> no, I've been playing this app. Uh, it's like it's like a game, but it's like it's like a game slash experience, I guess. And it's uh, Vader Immortal, fuck Star Wars. Oh, I played that. I fought Darth Vader in that yeah. game before. Forgot about yeah. that. Ben had me. He's like, I've got to let me get you to the part where you fight Darth. That was fucking crazy. Incredible. So imagine that, 
multiply the realism of that times 10 and you have half-life alex which is half-life maybe okay. the most mind-blowing experience of my life um yeah it's really tough to describe because your brain tells you that you are in this post-apocalyptic world and you're running yeah, around dude. shooting zombies in the head and they are very real and they are very much chasing you. And uh, I, that would freak me out, I think. But because like my experience with VR, it's very limited experience. I went over Ben's house and I played the game. I know you probably know what this is, but I'll explain it to the audience. I played this game called Super Hot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Where porn it's oh yeah yeah and so you're shooting dicks no i'm just kidding um all over the beach that's right all over the beach um we're coming full circle here i love this um you're basically it's like very like minimalistic looking but there's guys that are trying to kill you and whenever you move they move and so if you're not moving they're kind of like standing slow or moving really slow but whenever they start coming at you after you play the vr for like more than two minutes like I ran into the wall on accident one time, but like you just immediately like your reaction is just to like move forward. And I was in a way too small room, quite frankly, but I almost broke Ben's VR. Like, so this controller. is like every other, every single dream you've ever had. Pretty much. Yeah, everyone's yeah. always trying to kill me. It's yeah. really what it comes down to. It is yeah. very dreamlike. Like, yeah, the a VR headset is very much. Your brain like, starts getting confused. Yes. yes. Are you fucking kidding me? Who can it be now by men at work? I don't think I could deal with that. That's kind of freaky. Yeah, I, feel like I, I love like Australian rock or something. Shh, no, no, yeah, the VR it it does get very like you can. I know Eric, what you're saying. Like it gets to a point where like the more they advance this, this is going to be really, really fucking crazy. Like I had no idea that they were as far along as they are with the quest because the quest two is like the new. Like it just came out like three or four months ago, I believe. Eric, yo, we're gonna come over and we're gonna check it out. <laughs> Great, not just for the porn, but just we'll just check it out <laughs> and experience psychosis in real life. Dude, there's oh there God. is an app that is it's literally called Trip, and uh, no, the, and, people are gonna get fucked up on that, and then they're gonna come into my hospital, <laughs> and then they're gonna be like, ah, I was some drugs and I did this VR thing, and ah, I was freaking out. I mean, <laughs> are your patients Fat Albert? <laughs> but uh or maybe i was just thinking of what's his name who's in jail now i can't remember let's uh can, let's, can, can what is your recommendation no, i want to go last you want to go last yes. eric were you done with your recommendation yeah it's just for get a vr headset it's one billion percent guaranteed the future uh everyone is going to consume media with one of these things in the next 20 years that is a guarantee i am blown the fuck That's away it's really by scary it. It is scary. No, I'm Super so here scary. for it. Fuck the real world. VR all day. <laughs> Fuck the Fuck the real world. It's like that <laughs> yeah. uh, that Black Mirror episode when he has like the thing and he goes into the into the and he fucks that girl, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. Put me uh, in yes. any Black Mirror episode. I'm here for it. Now I want to watch the one where he fucks the pig again, but uh um <laughs> woo before we go to Amelia's recommendation that we end this podcast so that she can eat, um, <laughs> my recommendation is very randomly specific, and it's for for some things that uh, that Amelia actually found on Amazon. She found she found this thing. It's it's actually this is how it's related to Marvel. It's called the Agatha Spoon Holder and Steam Releaser. Yeah, and it's like this little rubber witch. Here, Eric, I'll show you on the screen. Let's see if you can. Can you see this? 
Yeah, what? <laughs> it's like a little it's like a little rubber witch, which is why they call it Agatha. And it like sits on your spoon and it like holds your spoon up so that it doesn't fall down. And then it also you can put it on like pots and pans to release steam. But I was like, what? How does this exist? And like, did this exist before WandaVision? Or were they just like real nerdy and they named it Agatha Harkness because they're Marvel fans? Like, how did they name this? It's like so timely. I don't know, but I love it. And it just came to my house. <laughs> and it just was like, there's a package for Amelia McGraw at my house. And I was like, what the, what the fuck is this? And uh, yeah, so. So he just opens my package like it's his or something. Wow. That was my last name. Mm. We'll get into that later. But I want everyone to go on Amazon and Google the Agatha Spoon Holder and just check it out. Because I just didn't know this thing existed. And I thought it was so cool. It is really fun. It's really random, but that's my recommendation this week because fuck comics for this week because I didn't like this episode. <laughs> All right. Boom. Love it. Mia, you're up. Okay, so I'm going to make my recommendation, and uh, but I'm not going to explain it. So once I make my recommendation, we're just – that's the end of my, my portion. Okay? Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. So this is what I'm going to recommend I'm to scared. all of our <laughs> viewers today which is which is based partially off of this episode so it's not completely random and this is and it's one word are you ready therapy wow there we go what about therapy get some see your therapist go see a therapist boom therapy i love it no that's actually a good recommendation (laughs) i think everyone should go see a therapist because that's awesome all right if you want to reach out to us, if you have any comments, questions, concerns, feedback, whatever you want, you can reach us at the Infinity Watch Podcast at gmail.com, or you can hit us up on Twitter, as many of you do, at Infinity Rewatch. If your comment's funny enough, I'll mention it. If it's not, then I'll read it, and I'll chuckle to myself, like it, and then move on with my day. But at Infinity Rewatch on Twitter, the Infinity Rewatch Podcast, or sorry, the Infinity Watch Podcast at gmail.com. I always get those two mixed up. And we will end this episode with Fox the Billionaires. Fox the Billionaires! My name is not Baron Von Zemo. <laughs> it's just Baron Zemo, yeah. I don't know where the Von came from. Baron Von Strucker. <laughs> and what a poser. Yep, fuck them too. Fuck all the billionaires. <laughs> and Jeff Bezos specifically. <laughs> <laughs>